Welcome to the Sketchy Sketch Sketch Show podcast, where anyone can bring a sketch. And we all do cold reads of it. So if you want to work through a sketch you wrote and get some feedback or joke ideas, bring it. We'd love to have you. Here to keep everyone on game, I'm Harrison. And I'm Amy. In this week's episode, we find out what really happens when friends say shit that bugs you, then magical curses and video games. And finally, a sketch about adolescent secrets revealed. Then we hear riffs from Amy and Keely. With us today, Keely Anastasia, Keith, Lisa Weitzman, Pat McBride, Tyler Chick. All right, y'all, welcome to episode 22. It's a rewrite week. Yeah, rewrite. Because when you do it again, Better. <laughs> Thank you for wow. the definition. Perfect drop. It's very helpful. The definition is when you say what it means. <laughs> yes. like, this could go on a while. Very good, Keith. <laughs> Let's record a whole dictionary of Keith. Keith, yeah, we- it, it means forest. For real? <laughs> really? Uh, That's So, adorable. like, my... My Wait. parents got me this coffee mug. <laughs> it said, <laughs> it said Keith, mugs. and then like it had like a whole bunch of other shit on it. But like right below Keith, it said meaning forest. And I don't know, like I can't attest to the veracity of that. But Nor could we part. look it up on any World Wide Web. <laughs> it simply sure. doesn't know. exist. Doesn't. It's on a mug. So yeah. therefore, I just I never bothered to do. You all think the someone Google. would glaze no, a mug about a lie? <laughs> when you edit in us, like introducing our names before each sketch, can you just? It, can it just be us like saying that our, the meaning of our names? Not actually. Yeah, and then they can figure it out. Yeah. One who lays tiles. Yeah. Yeah. Tyler. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's son of great. hair. Uh, probably the worst. <laughs> oh, son of hair. <laughs> son of Harris, wouldn't it? No. Uh, <laughs> you would sorry. think. You would be wrong. <laughs> yeah. That's a different mug. Forgive me. Son of Harry. Yeah. Yeah. Son of Harry. Yeah. Yeah. Son of Harry. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. That day we did that in school was pretty hard for me. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, we, if we played kickball, I'd still get picked, right? I mean, yeah, last. last. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Oh, let's do some sketches, y'all. Yeah. Let's sketch it out. We got sketches. That's why we're here. All right. Our first sketch today is titled Pet Peeve, a rewrite by Lisa Weitzman. Candace will be played by Keely Anastasia. Megan will be played by Amy. Tina will be played by Tyler Chick. Tom will be played by Pat McBride. And Stone Kindly will be played by Harrison Merkt. Candace and Megan are walking in the downtown area of a small city having a deep conversation. Candace suddenly stops and turns turns to her friend. You should let me fix your eyebrows, Megan. It'll be fun. <laughs> um, gee, thanks. I get that you were super into this sculpted eyebrow look, Candace, but I gotta be honest, yours look a little too perfect. You gotta be honest? Megan, did you seriously say I gotta be honest? Yeah. I'm sorry. That's how I feel, Candace. You know people saying, I gotta be honest, is a pet peeve of mine. They think it gives them license to say any mean shit they feel like. Calm down. It's just my honest opinion. I didn't ask for your opinion, honest or fake. I didn't ask for any response from you at all. Really? So you can make these statements, these proclamations, and I'm supposed to to be a fly on the wall or something? 
Not even a fly. The wall. I'm supposed to be a wall. Megan walks over to the wall of a coffee shop and plants her face and her body with arms outstretched against it. Look at me. I'm a wall. (laughs) Wait, no, don't look at me. Don't hear me. I'm just a wall. (laughs) Candace looks around embarrassed. You look like an idiot. Oh, excuse me. Did I ask you what I looked like? I don't remember asking. Candace, what do I look like? And yet you told me. This is totally different. Apples and oranges. Get off the wall, please. People are looking. I I mean, looking at us. No one is looking. After all, I'm just a bunch of bricks with mortar jammed in between. I can't have opinion or, God forbid, express any if I do. I'm a wall. Maybe I'm the stuck, stucco slathered on the brick. Either way, I'm just wall. I'm leaving. You are embarrassing. I mean, embarrassing me. More than your silly eyebrows? I don't think so. Two people walk by. As they pass, we hear them speak. What a gorgeous wall. So cutting edge and authentic. Unlike the eyebrows on that woman in front of the wall. Am I right, Tommy? So right, Tina. Can we say fake with a capital F? Megan releases herself from the wall. She walks gently over to her friend. I'm sorry you had to hear that. I won't say I told you. Don't say that. What? I told you so? Ugh, that is the ultimate pet peeve of mine. Candace lunges at Megan, puts her hands around her neck and squeezes. Megan falls to the ground, dead. Action freezes. Stone kindly, a handsome man with very sprayed hair leaps into the frame. He is animated and excited. What you have witnessed just now was an incredibly lucky capture of a real event. My producer and I happened to be brainstorming a topic for a PSA when this fell into our laps. Metaphorically, of course. He switches gears in an obvious manner and continues in a TV voice with considerable gravitas. My name is Stone Kindly, which is my authentic name, by the way. (laughs) And doesn't it make you feel warm and safe? But... I digress. I'm from ABC News with a PSA or public service announcement reminding you to count to 10 or even 20 whenever you feel the urge to kill. It could save a life. Stone smiles and winks into the camera and moves off. We see two cops get out of a car. One puts handcuffs on Candace and puts her in the back seat with the hand on head dip. The other cop draws a chalk line around the dead Megan. Tagline on the screen. This PSA was made possible by viewers. We have to be honest, better than you. I think it was Keeley actually said, I really want to know what the argument is about because the original one just said, started with, I got to be honest, blah, blah, blah. And I didn't even. I didn't figure out what the problem was. And she said, I really want to know what the problem was. So I came up with the problem. And the way to kind of heighten that 
problem was to um, bring in the two extra characters who just walked by and uh, commented on the eyebrows. And um, you talked about Stone Kindly, Harrison. You, you, you said I should make um, a bigger deal about his name, like make it obvious that his name yeah. is, is a cool name, So, which is cool my name. authentic name, by the way. <laughs> yeah. And I thought that made a lot of sense. So I, yeah, thanks, guys. I think this is a re- such a good rewrite. It's very funny. Every moment is something unexpected. I love when you just don't, you know, when you're way ahead of the audience on where the thing is going. I could not have predicted where this was going, and I really love that. Let Me Fix Your Eyebrows is so funny, and I would love... There's these moments where you have stage directions where Candace is embarrassed, mm-hmm. and I would love for Candace to just straight up say, like, you're embarrassing me, and okay. you're stopping people from paying attention to my eyebrows. <laughs> okay. uh, and then the only other thing I have, just because I love this walk-on uh, with Tom and Tina... They are very funny. And then they're just so mean. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, and I would love to hear Tina be like, Tom, I love when you just take down a random stranger like that. <laughs> or like, I'm so glad we're married. We just rip. What trolls? And like. then they could just should like heavily make out and, and walk away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because that kind just of stuff turns them on. Yeah. Right? Straight really. picking each other yeah. up, rubbing each other out of frame. Like, That's good. You can dress them in these kind of like fucking hot couture clothes. Yeah. I, don't, yes. I don't know what that means, but yeah. that sounds artsy. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. Hot uh, couture. I can just imagine a moment where they like jump into each, other, each other's arms and Tina's like, I love it when you're rude to strangers. And Tom's like, I love you. And then they just say, we hate you to <laughs> Candace and they run off. We hate you because you're stupid and ugly. Yeah, so, and you're not yeah. a good wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can we say fake with a capital F coming yeah. from those yeah. the specific people is... Excellent. <laughs> I was going to say in right after, like when Tom and Tina walk off, I feel like there needed to be a little something more showing that Candace was like upset by what they said or okay. something before Megan just comes in to say, I'm sorry that you had to hear that. I love the way you rendered. Uh, and this is the same from the original version, I think, for the most part, but the way you render Megan's dialogue when she's up against the wall mm. is so <laughs> consistently funny. <laughs> Uh, and it's so Good. obvious how it's supposed to be read, and uh, it just like triggers something. Uh, I like how Amy actually like pushed her mouth. Well, that's because yeah. that's what Christy yeah, did that was last a, time. A great choice, really well. Yeah, <laughs> a great choice overall. Um, now that Stone Kindly is in the picture a little bit more, I <laughs> I kind of want like the only pitch I have is that I want to hear like how they got this footage because he says it fell into our laps and it's a real event so i just want him to be like there was a child uh filming a dog and uh happened to see this exchange or like yeah. something okay i feel like you could start with stone kindly like standing there like it's a vosa being like hi i'm stone kindly and i'd like to talk to you about and then like the camera just pans and we see all this oh. and then <laughs> at <Yes>. the end <laughs> yeah uh we, we did not plan that folks but as long as we're watching, uh, don't kill people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, some sort of like statistics about how many people are murdered by other people every year could okay. be funny from Stone. Okay. And how many are not because people chose to count to 10 or even 20. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's the better statistic for sure. Like how many lives are saved by counting every year is funny. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike the eyebrows on that woman in front of the wall... Yeah, she's
Our next sketch today is titled Molly's Game, a rewrite by Tyler Chick. Molly will be played by Keely Anastasia. Jason will be played by Keith. Fade in, interior, finished basement, night. It's summer, 1989, the sound of crickets outside. A clock says 9.55 next to a portrait of an old lady. Two kids, Molly, 11, with dark curly hair, and Jason, 10, with long straight blonde hair, are sitting on the carpet playing Super Mario Bros. 3 on Molly's NES. There's a can of dust-off compressed air near the TV. Molly is playing, and she loses her last life. Ugh, I hate the underwater stages. Your turn. I'm bored. You want to take turns on Mega Man? Maybe my mom will notice I'm still here. Molly sips a can of pop. So mote it be, Squire. Jason turns off the console and removes the Mario cartridge. He inserts the Mega Man 2 cartridge. When he restarts the console, the screen shows a bunch of electronic glitches instead of the logo. Crap. Uh, Hold on. He removes the cartridge and blows in it, then puts it back in. The game starts with no problems. Molly calmly takes another sip. Wow. I didn't realize you were so cavalier about curses. Jason keeps playing. I said crap, not shit. Shit. Sorry. I don't mind. But I'm not talking about swears. I speak of magical curses. I'm not saying I would curse you, just that I could, if I wanted to. Most curses require something belonging to the victim, and you just blew a mouthful of spit into Mega Man 2. That spit's mine now. Uh, you can have it. Everyone blows in, into Nintendo games. That's how you make the games work. And, and anyway, curses aren't real. But you're not completely sure of that. Are you? Jason pauses the game. Stop it. I made the game work. Maybe it worked this time, but is it really worth it to open yourself up to a lifetime of curses? I'm sorry, okay? I'll use the duster stuff next time. Say it like olden times, like I told you. (laughs) Jason sighs. I cry your mercy. By my trough, (laughs) I shall strive to engage the dust off. Good night. I grant thee pardon, squire, and charge thee to kick some ass. Jason picks up the controller and starts playing. Uh, Time cut, interior finished basement, same night. Three hours later, it's Molly's turn, just as they beat the final boss. Eat that, Wiley. (laughs) Rad. That's got to be a record for us. There's a lull as they watch the credits. Jason lays back on the carpet with his hands behind his head. Molly sets down the controller, then pulls a long blonde hair out of the carpet. My mom says my grandma knew magic. Her neighbors would come over and ask her for potions and spells and stuff. She could curse someone from a single strand of hair. She tilts her head toward the portrait of the old lady. This yours? She holds up the hair. Jason's eyes go wide. Cut it out! Cut what out? All I'm saying is I would be more careful leaving parts of my body around for people to just... Pick up. Whatever. He thinks better of it. Does she really know magic? My grandma's just racist. Oh, yeah. It runs in my family. I'm learning magic, too. For protection. Like from punk kids who germ up my Mega Man, too. Jason laughs. (laughs) And also because this town is super haunted. Jason studies her. Uh, Okay, I, I don't really believe you. I know that stuff is made up. Molly raises an eyebrow. But if you wanted to show me, you could. If you wanted. Molly grins. Are you sure? You're not too scared? (laughs) No. Molly gets up and lights a scented candle on the end table, then sits back down. She reaches over and grabs the Mega Man 2 cartridge Jason blew into earlier, 
She scoots around to face him, and he faces her. Spirits, we call to you, here where the veil between the living and the dead wears thin. Jason is nervous. We call out on behalf of Jason, who disrespects the ancient powers. Reveal yourselves, you who lack an earthly body. I call on you to appear to the one who willingly offered his spit, hair, and skin flakes here tonight. Uh, skin flakes? Oh, gross. Molly points to the dust in a beam of lamplight. Skin flakes, like everywhere. She closes her eyes. Spirits, reveal yourself to my gross friend. The lamp flickers and dies. The hands of the clock start moving around backwards. Uh, okay, I get it. Pretty cool trick. Uh, that's enough now. The TV screen showing the game credits glitches out and displays the name Jason in the Mega Man font. <laughs> wow. What the crap, Molly? Okay, good joke. It's getting pretty late. I uh, should probably get going. Uh, later. Terrified, he gets up and runs home. The lights and everything go back to normal. Molly shakes her head. Some kids just can't handle reality. She turns off the TV. I'm going to bed. Thanks, Grandma. She turns off the lamp and goes upstairs. A creepy melody plays, and the TV and console turn back on. The controller floats up in the air as if someone is holding it. No one swaps with my man without my say-so. I love you, Mega Man. <laughs> There's a flash as Grandma's ghost flies into the TV. The controller falls to the carpet. Grandma and Mega Man are on the screen making out. <laughs> yeah! Let's talk about this. Yeah. I had made some of these changes when I submitted this to a sketch class that Harrison taught, um, but it was on the show first, I believe, um, in its original form. And then I made a couple uh, additional changes, tweaking the ending to be a bit more of a fun visual gag. And I guess another, the other major change was uh, bringing in some of the old-timey medieval language that Molly tends to use in her other appearances. I thought that was some fun color to bring back in here, since this is Molly from the Hot Dog Dog sketch. For our listeners, a reminder. <laughs> I, I remember uh, that one. Uh, Sketchies, if you were wondering who was played Grandma at the end, that was a secret. That was Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> secret Grandma. And it was fun. Secret. <laughs> and I got to make out with Mega Man. <laughs> yeah. I love that blow this. so much. It's so good. I, yeah, I didn't see it coming at all. It's so solid. Uh <laughs> You know, it makes me wonder so much about like Molly's understanding of grandma's relationship with Mega Man. <laughs> uh, really solid. I like love the way the kids talk, both this and Hot Dog Dog Dog, like in both cases, just this like vibe of like early 90s, late 80s. The only like thought I had while I was reading this was uh, this line where Jason has like everyone blows it into, into Nintendo games. That's how you make the games work. I just thought about being like my brother said like everybody blows into like or like you know some i'd like to know where like jason gets some of the information that um he's using to be the voice of reason mostly just because that's like a reminder that he's a kid a reminder of like i think there could be some fun specifics about like why well, was hanging out with like kyle abernathy and he said there's no such <laughs> thing as magic <laughs> and he has a grandma <laughs> Or like whatever. <laughs> yeah, I like that you put in more of the olden times uh, like language. 
Because I think you had a little bit of that in the original mm. version, and it was like kind of out of nowhere. And then this just makes it a fun little side game to keep playing. Uh, I like that you kept in. I, I did underline some things on my paper that I loved that you kept from the original parts of my body, like careful leaving parts of my body around because nobody considers a hair a part of a body. And that really just got to me. I loved it. Hearing someone grandma aged say, like, I love you, Mega Man. <laughs> I love you, Mega Man. It's <laughs> yes. unparalleled humor. Um <laughs> like Amy said, I love I love the medieval time timey um uh talk. Um I like the Jason I had to do it too. <laughs> um <laughs> very fun for me. Uh I'd love if Molly got real into that sort of language when she's invoking um uh they who lack an earthly body. Um I think that'd be a great opportunity to kind of resolve that. One, two, three. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Um, yeah, I think it was a Keeley note from last time to to solidify the connection between the the spit and the body parts and the curse. So I tried to make that more clear as well. Yeah, the clarity was great. This is a thing I like heard recently. It was like an improv note I got. I like said maybe in a sketch. The person that was known to me was like, don't ever say maybe, just like know it all the way. <laughs> and I thought this with Jason here, just because I, I was like, oh, like, I wonder how it would affect my view of Jason if like we know his mom wouldn't notice, you know, if the sentence is like, yeah, my mom's unpacking from moving, so she probably won't notice or like my mom's still at work. Or whatever it is. Yeah, you could use yeah. that opportunity to really paint a little bit more of a picture of Jason's background. Like maybe his mom's a piece of shit. I don't know. Maybe his mom's doing something cool. Yeah, that makes sense because I definitely was like implying something there, but I like the idea of just saying it. Yeah. I do picture Molly as like the adaptive mother of a bunch of kids in the neighborhood, sort of. Mm. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to see what sketches you write based on that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I love this world. <laughs> Our last rewrite today is the diary rewritten by Pat McBride. Grace will be played by Lisa Weitzman. Vanessa will be played by Amy. And Rowdy will be played by Harrison Merkt. Interior, Vanessa's home office day. Vanessa holds her cell phone to her ear while her sister Grace stands back with a forefinger on her chin and her other hand on her hip, looking at the portrait she just hung on the wall. Why is your space so orange? It clashes with all the blue and gold navy jet stuff in here. Couldn't you get a different color suit? You know, you look great in turquoise. The orange is for liftoff so we can be more easily found in the ocean if there's an emergency. We switch into whites to better reflect the light once we're in orbit. I guess it's kind of cool, but it makes you look bulky. Look at your arms. <laughs> it's not about form and space, Grace. It's about function and safety. I get it. But Listen, you have a spare bedroom with a volcano of shoes piled in the middle of the floor that would make Imelda Marcos blush. How many pairs of pumps and stilettos do you need? Before Grace can respond, Vanessa holds up one finger in the air, speaking into the phone. You've got to be kidding me. This is ridiculous. No, thank you. Goodbye. What was that? 
A locksmith, damn it. I can't find the key to my high school diary. I know it's somewhere. I can see it taped to the inside lid of a Dutch master's cigar box dad gave me. That's the third locksmith that refused to open a diary. Oh, yeah, the Dutch master's cigar boxes. I use mine for shells from the beach. Wait, you still have your diary? Yeah, it's over there on the windowsill. Still locked after all these years. Vanessa scrolls through her search page on her phone and presses a widget to call the next name. Hello, uh, my name is Vanessa Johnson. I need a locksmith to open my diary. Do you do diaries? What? How old am I? I... What? Why does that matter? 90 hours of certification training? Because I'm over 50? Really? Why does this county care? Who opens my diary? Why is this even a question? <laughs> uh, yeah, fine. Okay. Yes, I'll read and sign it. I just moved in here at 717 Astral Court. Yes, I'm here now. Okay, thank you. Vanessa slides the phone into her jeans pocket, shakes her head, and looks at Grace. That seems a little intrusive, but things have changed here in Sweetwater since you moved away. It sure seems so. Wow. What was that boy's name? The one from France? <laughs> Jean-Claude. Yes! <laughs> For an exchange student that stayed with those Jersey girls family, the Scrignolis. He always said he was the best kisser. He set a pretty high bar, but he was pretty clumsy in the hands department. Wait, isn't that when you stopped using your first name? Mom was so pissed. Seven generations of Marthas halted by a French foreign exchange student who said he loved your middle name. Ugh, I hated that name long before Jean-Claude. Remember that summer before when mom and dad arranged for the fresh air kid from Cleveland? Ugh, that was your big summer love. Roger. Oh my, I haven't thought about him in years. <laughs> is he in your diary? I'm sure he is. That was the summer at the lake. You two were incorrigible. It's good to know you've not forgotten your first. Oh, just stop it. I have to go to the restroom. Grace leaves the room. A few seconds later, a knock on the front door. Vanessa opens the door to find a sandy-haired, rugged-looking man in his 50s in blue jeans, cowboy hat, boots, chambray shirt, and a puka shell necklace. Can I help you? Uh, I'm Rowdy Jackson, uh, locksmith. Uh, here for the diary consultation. They both pause at the hint of familiarity. Vanessa shakes it off and goes back to his necklace. Nice necklace. I haven't seen one of those since, like, forever. Please come in. Rowdy pulls a small ream of papers from his leather satchel and places them on the kitchen island, then reverentially touches his fingers to the necklace. Thank you. It was a gift from a very special girl. A very long time ago. Let's talk about you. Here's the non-disclosure and confidentiality agreement I have already signed. I'm a trained, licensed professional, so your secrets are safe with me. If you sign the release form, liability form, including initialing the 17 warning signs of impending doom, oh, we can get on with the session. Is this all really necessary? I'm a grown woman. This seems ridiculous. Ma'am. 
no judgment here, but adolescent diaries should be handled with extreme care. Do you remember the scene in Raiders of the Lost Ark? What happened when they opened the Ark of the Covenant? Yeah, that's right. Islands blow up. Faces melt. This is really real emotional fireworks we're talking about. And I'm here to gently guide you as necessary. Vanessa stands tall and crosses her arms over her chest. Listen, I'm the motherfucker that put an expansion room on the International Space Station while in orbit 220 miles above Earth. I think I can handle my own ramblings of nascent lust and adolescent secrets from 40 years ago. Ma'am, I appreciate your service, but all the accomplishments in the world won't heal the wounds from your documentation of poor life choices in the 1970s. Please sign the liability form if you want to see the contents of your youthful meanderings. Vanessa glares at Rowdy. Even through her fuming, she feels a deja vu. You said you're not from around here. How did you come to live in Sweetwater? Well, there was a woman involved in that decision. Didn't quite work out the way I intended, but I found a way to make a good living here. I'm sorry to hear that it didn't work out. Well, when I was in the 10th grade, my parents arranged for me to get a summer near the beach. We couldn't afford to get all the way to Jersey from Cleveland, but they did find a family for me at a lake in the Poconos. Vanessa's eyes are now wide open, jaw dropped. Wait, what? Where? Lake Wallenbaubeck. (laughs) It's in the Poconos. That's where I fell in love for the first time. And only time. I later followed her to Sweetwater. But, well, (laughs) things never panned out for me. A bell rings inside of Vanessa's head. Vanessa looks squarely into Rowdy's eyes. Roger? It's, It's me, Martha. Martha Johnson. Grace's sister? Rowdy is stunned silent, caught off guard by the reality of what just manifested. He grabs a kitchen island with one hand and touches his puka shell necklace with the other. Grace walks into the kitchen. Martha? Grace, it's Roger. Roger? Grace, I thought I'd never see you again. Forget the paperwork. Let's get this puppy unlocked. No! I really appreciated the notes and the, the key thing that... Uh, I think it was you, Harrison, said that the note that I've written on my original script is show, don't tell. So I had to change, not the premise, but change the presentation to more dialogue and introduce the sister. Um, And so they were having conversation. Hopefully that revealed uh, enough information that, uh, you know, with the background and gave some some a little bit of depth to the characters. Yeah. And it was just. yeah, you know, I don't not a crazy challenge, but it was, you know, just I had to shift my head from the original premise and the, the original script that I had that uh, I had to learn to or relearn the uh, notion that you can't fall in love with your words. You know, you got to let them go. So so I generally, you know, happy with the it's definitely improved. It reads faster and, and moves uh, more smoothly than the uh, original. Yeah. I mean, first of all. Great job with Show, Don't Tell. You did such a good job of having characters say stuff here and using stuff in in the environment of the characters. 
And I just say, I just say this scene's like really grounded in a real situation in a way that is rare because you have, you said you can't fall in love with your words and you, you know, kill your darlings is a real thing when you're rewriting, but you do have great words here. There's so many, you know, you've got cigar boxes, you've got fresh air kid from Cleveland. You've got a French kid named Jean-Claude who's yeah. clumsy in the hands department. You know, there's like so many really great ideas here. And so there's a lot to fall in love with that's that's hard to take away. And a lot of times when you see something like that, where there's a lot of great uh, comedic premises or ideas sort of like in one thing, it's hard to ground it. So you did a great job in this one. It's grounded. There's a lot of great ideas coming out quickly. You did a great job of show, don't tell. I love the beginning of this sort of like your spacesuits lame is uh, just a funny premise unto itself. I was like worried when I heard the phone call that we were going to like blow our loads, so to speak, on the like <laughs> certification bit. But when you when Rowdy walked in, there was all this other stuff. You know, you you didn't repeat the certification thing. You went into specifics about uh, non-disclosures and confidentiality and signing papers and, you know, the... You just let Rowdy get to business, which I really liked. You've got like a lot of like breathing time in the beginning before Rowdy shows up between these two people. And one thing I would like love to see a little bit of in some of that breathing time, and it doesn't even necessarily have to be in words, but like a moment somewhere where if we could see that maybe Grace would want to meet Roger again mm. um, or be interested in that. Or like maybe if Grace is the one who's like, yeah, that's the summer with that kid roger like maybe takes offense to fresh air kid <laughs> mm. uh you know like no he was a good guy <laughs> like mm. or whatever i you know it just makes the ending a little bit sweet or whatever on page two where grace says oh roger i haven't thought about him in years you could easily put something in there that says oh my gosh he's the one that got away mm. i would love to meet up with him right. again um, but along those lines too i think for the ending to really hit a little bit harder right in this area um, there's two things I was thinking I would like to see. Um, that was the summer. Vanessa says that was the summer in the lake. You two were incorrigible. Uh, I'd also like to see her say I, something along the lines of I learned a lot more about human bodies than I ever wanted to with, about Roger's body. Ew, something that really makes it. Oh, my God, we can't have him looking in this. And then she said or or to say, um, when she asks, is he in your diary? Yeah, I wrote down all those details. I wrote down every detail. Yeah. Talk about graceful me. in the hands department. <laughs> 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 Thanks for the diagram. That was helpful. Yeah. You know, something that says, like, yeah. what is in this diary about Roger is explosive yeah. and yeah. terrifying. Like, so especially that was the summer you were getting really into new drawing, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something that takes, like, um, takes the reason they don't want him in there, but also like Harrison said, to point out that Grace would really love to reconnect. He was the one that got away, whatever. You learned about the birds and the bees from Roger and you shared all that info with me and it's right here in this book or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, that's true. She doesn't even need to ask, is he in your diary? Because I don't know if yeah. it's, it's like a normal question, but that's a really good way to, to bring it up. Um, only because we hear a couple lines about it earlier on about um, like Vanessa hating that her name is actually Martha. I think maybe if there's some sort of like hesitancy to admit that she's actually Martha on the phone to Roger later, um, she just seems to like give up that that is her real name like pretty easily. So maybe if there was some sort of hesitancy just because of how you describe it earlier. Maybe he can keep calling her Miss Vanessa. Even if Rowdy is like, yeah, you're 
Martha, you started going by Vanessa because uh, Jean-Pierre liked it more. <laughs> oh <my> gosh, yes. <laughs> Remember those double dates? Yeah. Yeah, I knew he was a good kisser because I could hear you saying, wow, you're such a good kisser from like 10 feet away. No, thanks. No more hands. We're good. In that department. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they could both hear the other the conversations from the other couple. I, just, I, I have a, a picture in my mind right now of of them hanging a sheet. They got two bean bags down in the basement. They got a sheet hung up yeah. in between. Mm-hmm. And they can only yeah. hear. <laughs> that could be a whole other sketch. That's very funny. Yeah. I have to go to the restroom. Cool, y'all. Now we got some riff. We're going to board the riff train. Train noises. All aboard. All aboard the Rift Train. <laughs> 310. <laughs> Show me your tickets, please. 310. <laughs> 310 to Riften. <laughs> Riften. That's perfect. Chugga, 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 chugga. Yeah. Choo, choo. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, which car is the snack car? Delete All aboard the snack car. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone in the train, come to the snack car immediately. Hot soup is being served. We're going to set a record. <laughs> 26, 27, tw- and that's it. That's 28 record. people in the snack car. <laughs> it's not a world record. It's just a record for this train. Yeah. Personal record. I'm, very, I'm a very proud man. Listeners, this does not count as one of the riffs, okay? No, it doesn't. This is one of the two. Just free riffing. (laughs) (laughs) All aboard the free riff train. (laughs) (laughs) No tickets required on the free (laughs) riff train. (laughs) One snapshot. I have a ticket for I have a ticket for Riff City. Do you want to read it? It only has one word on it. Okay, okay. Okay, my riff idea is What's the, an infomercial or a commercial? It's a commercial, I guess, for a, hip, a hipsterectomy. So, hipsterectomy, yeah. okay. Hipsterectomy. So, for if you don't want to be a hipster anymore, so hipsterectomy is my riff ticket. Thank you. <laughs> when was hipster ism a thing? I don't think 20, it's, uh, gone. it's still a thing. Yeah, it's not gone. Is it? Okay. <laughs> yes. I always just. Uh, that's fair. I, I don't. I don't really pay attention to popular stuff anymore. Because hipsters don't drink Coca Cola. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was really mean. I didn't. Ooh. I didn't mean that. But I feel like. Harsh. But they don't. They don't. It's they true. drink PBR, yeah. right? You're pour over coffee, Keith. That's what you got to switch to if you want to be a hipster. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. Well, I. I mean, French press is you. You pour the water over it, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> not the same. Oh, oh my god! Oh gosh! Oh, We're gonna get canceled, Keith. That could be part of the hipsterectomy, though. You could just be like it? buying a French press. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, French press is in a tube, is in a glass, and then you you put the coffee in, you put or the grounds in, you put the water, hot water in, and then you let it sit, and then you eventually push it down. A pour over with just the weight of your hand is like a, <laughs> a fancier glass and it has like a filter in the top, a funnel. Or he says that uh, it's too expensive to be a hipster. So he's, he, you know, to because uh, a pour over was too expensive. So he said, screw that. I'm going to go do grunge. 
Yeah. <laughs> I need to just go to Supercuts now. <laughs> and pay less shoes. What kind of shoes do hipsters wear? Boots. Like yeah, expensive like work boots, but they don't boots. actually do work is what I think what we originally. Yeah, or just like lifestyle boots that look like work boots, but aren't that's gold it's like the school. kind of shoes i wear <laughs> <laughs> what else do you Listen, describe your wardrobe yeah. Yeah. yeah just the term lifestyle boots that really gets me you know the kind of boots that wear if you're just wearing cutoffs yeah you know? <laughs> they work it's not a big deal but who are hipsters i don't get it well you know the the last people who are hanging outside of the indie movie theater after the last showing. Those folks. <laughs> what kind of cigarettes do they smoke? Because they would be smoking something. What yeah. are they smoking? American oh, Spirit. Oh, it's like 1990s. They're, like. No, they're pre, they roll them themselves. Hand rolled. Yes. yes. Yeah. yes. Self-rolled cigarettes or a pipe. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, pipe, definitely. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Rolled up skinny jeans, no belt suspenders. Oh, yeah, suspenders. I wonder if the Zoomer hipster is different, though. There's probably a new version forming. Yeah, do they have a new name? <laughs> Maybe that's why you have need a hipsterectomy, because it's, like, lame now. <laughs> yeah. Like, the the pandemic. A zipster. One of the yes. Yeah, a zipster, right? Changed, changed, changed the fashions. Hey, mom okay. jeans are back. I read it in the newspaper today in the Patriot News. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so it must be true. Oh, no. Well, not anymore. It's not. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> I'm not big on hard pants as it is post pandemic. No. Oh, same here. Soft <laughs> pants. All day. Yeah. yeah. Oh. That is the problem with mom jeans is they're too hard. Too hard. Yes. And too high. <laughs> yeah, it's a commercial meant to sell something secretly. Like, it's not actually about being a hipster. It's yep. really selling mom jeans. <laughs> yeah. 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 I can imagine, like, uh, you know, just like things hipsters used for trying to get pa- people to go back to like the commercial version of that thing. Like, the first thing I think of is like razors. Like, the hipster way to do it is like a straight razor. Okay. Uh, but trying to just be like, just get a regular, just go to CVS and buy whatever is there. Go buy a big, a disposable, shitty razor. I like that you can get a lot of specifics. Just buy a necktie that's the width that your dad would get. (laughs) (laughs) Extra wide. You could do just like buying like Bud Light. Yeah, whichever one's on sale. No more questions (laughs) about the brewer. I don't want to know the number of varieties of hops, let alone the names of them. (laughs) And where they're grown and what elevation they're grown. (laughs) Only 3% alcohol by volume or less, please. (laughs) Yeah, 3%. (laughs) Keep a man bun and a mustache and just like walk into a beer distributor in like long athletic shorts and a tank top and be like, hey, just see the game. I'll have a case of Bud Light. And, and then <laughs> the guy working will be like, oh, the crafts brews are over on that side. Like, no, I'm here for my Bud Light, sir. Yeah. Thank you very much. Hey, you should probably give that guy a case for free because he's uh, an Eagles fan. <laughs> <laughs> Go local sports. You may not be able to continue in your job as a barista, but there are uh, many. There are a lot of options out there for people like you. Uh, Try a desk you, job with a computer. Yeah, nine. Yeah, to five. you could even become. You could even rise as high as mid-level manager. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And make sure that computer's yeah. not an apple. I just bought a grill. 
<laughs> my apartment building has a common area won't you come by <laughs> i don't have anything to say about the way it's laid out <laughs> feels like there, should, there could be something about uh ceremonial kombucha tea being no longer uh, yeah. the only nest tea. Yeah, you're only allowed right. to drink nest yeah. tea, tea from the can. Yeah, do you have any brisk in a can? Brisk, <laughs> brisk in a can. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I'd like brisk in a can and a regular hot dog, please. <laughs> just yellow mustard, just yellow mustard. Nothing yellow. fancy, no yeah. seeds. Yeah. Hunts and Hines. Yeah, Hunts and Hines. In that apartment, there's a two women raising a child. I guess they do that nowadays. <laughs> yeah. 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 Huh. How about that? Good for them. <laughs> I don't really have any strong political opinions. Just kind of mid-road for everything. Folding a newspaper back up. Neat. <laughs> Another ticket, uh, Keely. Yes. Passenger Keely. Take take my ticket, please, conductor man. Thank you. If you could read it out loud for me, please. <laughs> he forgot his glasses. Oh, wait, they're there. <laughs> Why can't you read it? <laughs> I'm a very proud man. <laughs> um, well, if you could read it, it would say, um, so you know how like cat calling is a thing. Um, and like, yes. no one on the receiving end of a cat call wants it. But and so it always like makes me think like what goes through those people's minds the people that are cat calling like what are they what are they expecting to happen right. you know like if i'm walking down the street and some guy's driving by in his car and he just like yells something like what does he expect me to do like lunge into traffic and like stop him and be like oh my gosh thank goodness you said something we may have never interacted otherwise you know yeah. and so i'm just like thinking about like a welcomed cat call like how would how would the cat call respond if someone was just like, yes, I want this, you know? I did write a satire news article one time called Cat Caller Sure It Will Work This Time. <laughs> uh, being like, hey, you look great. You want to ride? And someone's just like, yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. Wait, really? You want to get in? Yeah. Can we make out right know, now, please? I, I know exactly where you should take me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Home. I feel like the stereotype is always like men on like work sites too. Yeah. So if like someone right. was like, yeah, let's do it. And he was like, well, I already took my lunch break. Uh, I can't really take any more time off. Like, yeah. it's like, no, it's now or never. You see, yeah. you're insistent on Come it right on. now. There's an alley right yeah. here. Let's have a quickie. Come on. I just set a timer for 11 minutes. <laughs> like, yeah, now, like, yeah. now your aggression is steering me. I kind of yeah. changed my mind. Okay, look, I, I'm sorry. I have to be honest. It's just I'm on this work site all day. And I'm the newest one here. And I, and I was really just hoping to get some respect yeah, yeah. from, from these guys. And I, I thought maybe you'd smile at me and I'd be able to say for the rest of the day, well, she smiled at me, not at you guys. But I'm not really, really ready for whatever this is. <laughs> I went way over my head. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I live with my mom and I told all these guys I'm helping her out, but it's really she's helping me out. <laughs> and if you come over, you'll figure that out pretty quick. <laughs> Someone walks by the construction site. Three guys are whistling and catcalling. She's like, look, I don't have time to talk to all of you right now, but come on this <laughs> game show with me. Yeah. Yes, yes, come on this yes, game yeah. show and we'll figure this out, okay? Yeah. Okay, uh, uh, where would you okay. bring me on a first okay. date? <laughs> just yeah. cut to the game show, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, just somebody walks in. Uh, Stone kindly walks on. And how are we going to do writer's plugs? I made a little noise for that, but you all hear it this week. Lisa, anything you want to plug? I'm on Sketchy Sketch Sketch Show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, Listen to that. Yeah. Uh, Pat, you want to plug anything? Yeah, I'll go back to my uh, my blog. My last piece is about my ayahuasca experience, and yeah. it'll freak you out, most likely. www.tongenpig, T-O-N-G-O-N. Pig.com. Amy, you wanna you wanna plug anything? I thought the Rift train just got me one ticket to the station of Rift City. I didn't realize that. <laughs> no, it, it also <laughs> stops off at Plugtown. For the Patreon listeners, I'm gonna plug the beautiful merchandise that you're wearing right now, Harrison Merch. Look at that. <gasps> merch, Ooh, merch, wow. merch. And I'll plug the website. Sketchy sketch sketch.com. Kaylee, anything you want to plug? Um, I just launched a new Instagram page um at Ooh. waning.croissant. Um and <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a micro blog of a thousand and one things that just occupy my mind on a daily basis. Um and there's a link in bio to all the other stuff that I do. So all right, that's all for us today. Thank you to all the participants and to the magical Jeff Powers for the music you've heard. And also a big thanks to you, the listeners. If you'd like to support the show or check out more that we have to offer, head on over to sketchysketchsketch.com. And while you're there, check out our Patreon and support the podcast. And if you're like, I'm listening to this and I think it's funny as heck, and but I'm also funny... Well, you are, and we think so, and we want you to bring a sketch on the show. So email us a sketch at sketchysketchpod at gmail.com. You can get your sketch on the show. And if you'd like to participate in the show, but writing or acting just isn't your thing, send us a picture or drawing or a photograph or maybe like some clay sculptures, a picture of that, something that maybe a scene painted a vivid picture in your head. We'd love to see what our show inspires you to do. And if you like what you heard today, hit us up on socials. Give us five stars. Tattoo our logo onto your body. Ouchies. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, it Ooh. burns so good. Everybody likes a little sketchy sketch sketch on them. That's what <laughs> I say. Okay, that's all for us. Have a peachy day, everybody. Oh, yeah, eat some fruit. Mm, it's good for you. Yeah. Good fiber. Keeps you regular. There we go. Thank you very much.